Well, who am I? That's a good question. <laughs> Always looking for the answer. Yeah, I'm Selena Skye from London. Citizen of the world, I would like to say. I've been traveling for about, all right, so I'm 25 now. And I've been traveling since I was about 19 properly, right? Between 19 and 22, I used to sort of go for like six months, nine months, but then come back to London as a base. So I'd go back to London just for a base, family, this and that. Maybe paperwork because I always lose things. Like I always lose my cards, my license, my passport sometimes. So I need to go back for the official stuff and then I'd go back. And yeah, so it's been, it's been about five, six years. Really interesting, really great. And for the past three years or so, I've dedicated almost my life to traveling, traveling the world. I'm the kind of person that I, I need to be moving. I can't sit in one place. It's just my personality. So, I mean, there's some places that I've traveled to where I haven't been, I haven't had anything. I just go because I want to see it. And most of the times these are sort of countries that no one would go to. One country in particular is a country called Mauritania. So it's between Senegal, West Africa, and Morocco, North Africa. So that was a country where nobody would go. Everybody was advising me not to go. First of all, they have one of the most corrupt land borders. And I, and I mean, a corrupt African border is pretty bad. Uh, and I crossed it by land. <sighs> I can't name somebody that I didn't have to pay off in bribes. And there were a lot of people there. And I'm talking about the officials, you know, the, the people that are begging for money, they can easily be, you know, no, 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 shoot away after you persist. But officials coming up to you, right? And there's a lot of officials at the border. Actually, let me take it back to the beginning of this story. So I'm in a taxi from a place called St. Louis in Senegal, a really beautiful place, really beautiful. And St. Louis is sort of the last major town before you get to the border. So I take the taxi ride and this is kind of like a six person taxi. We're all squeezed up. I've got babies on my lap from I don't know who, where the mum is, somewhere behind me because kids don't get a single seat. You are cramped up like that. And then we go there and then there's checkpoints as you get closer to the border between Senegal and Mauritania. So the guy at the last checkpoint, he looks in the car, he sees me and then he sees another guy who looked kind of wealthy. And I didn't look wealthy, but I look different. I mean, I don't look like the typical person who's crossing the border that day, basically, or any day. I could pass as Senegalese, but it's the piercings. I have a piercing in my nose. I have some tattoos. They're not really like that. So for them, if I say, oh, I'm Senegalese, they think, okay, but you're Western. You know, maybe you were born in France, you were born in London or something like that because of my style. So the border official, border official, I say this in quotes because he had no uniform on, nothing. He was just standing in the street and said, you, you, get out of the taxi. This is right near the border. And then he said, passport. So I'm like, okay. I give up my passport. At this point, I'm just checking my phone for signal just in case I need to let somebody know where I'm at because this is starting to get really shady. There was no signal. There's no signal. That's like hopes and dreams. <laughs> right. No signal at all. So we got out. He has my passport. He took my backpack and he said, get on my motorbike. And then he did this to the other guy that they pulled out. There was another guy who took the other guy. I'm like, where are we going? Right. No answer. I mean, I, di I didn't think anything like, okay, what's going to happen? I'm like, where are we going? You know, 
So I got on the bike and I was resisting. I was like, no, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. And then he started to speak in their local language, Wolof, which I obviously don't know. Right. And he did that for a reason, because French, I can understand. He speaks perfect English, but he just didn't want to answer me. He answer my questions. Nah. So he took me and the other guy to the border. Basically, we're in the office. So he took us to the office where the Senegalese people would stamp my passport to leave. So that was all fine. But then obviously he wanted money for the ride that I didn't want to take. So I had to give him some money. It was the equivalent of a couple of euros, but I just gave it because you just give it. Yeah. These guys are big. Right. And there's a lot of them. So I just gave the money, whatever. <laughs> I wanted to get my passport stamped so I could move along, but it was pray time. They were praying, so I had to wait about 15 minutes for them to finish praying. And then that bit was probably the most smooth bit ever. He looked at my passport, stamped it, and I didn't have to pay any fees, right? So that was all good. I was surprised by that because I thought they're going to charge me with a departure fee, this and that, but it was all good, really, really smooth. So I walked along and then there's these gates, right, between Senegal water and then Mauritania. So you have to walk through the gates. Now the guy at the gate, and bear in mind, this walk is like bustling. There's a lot of people, you know, it's a border. There's a lot of people there. And it's kind of like markety. There's chickens running everywhere. Like, you know, dogs, stray dogs, children, really, children really begging, you know? And it's just mental. So I'm walking through this crowd and I finally got my passport. I got my backpack and everything. I'm like, okay, I'm one step closer. I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer just to crossing this border and getting to where I want to be. And then the guy at the gates, he's like, passport you know another check and I showed him my passport and then he was like like this you know he beckons me in a way to give him money open hand you know give me something because I let you through okay so that's a couple of euros gone again next one there's a booth passport checkpoint and this one is kind of official he's just making sure you do have the stamp because you're just it's nearly you're like about to cross the border and I show him and he's like you know, something, give me something. So I gave a little something. And then there's another one after that. This one came to me. He saw that, you know, <laughs> it's like a day to get money from me, I guess. He knows I probably have enough for bribes. On the Senegalese side, it's not that much because Senegal, for me, it's not like a cheap place to be, you know things were on par unless you're shopping in the local markets or stuff like that if you're in a restaurant things are on par with kind of Europe in my opinion in Senegal I expected it to be a lot different so a couple of euros is just a little bonus a tiny little bonus for the day for them so then another official came up to me and he's like you where's your medical documents of course I am strongly against jabs, inoculations, yeah, we say jab, yeah, I'm against it and I have my own personal reasons for it and I've never fallen sick in these countries, never, I've never fallen sick at all from anything, so you kind of have to have these medical documents. So he was like, where's your medical documents? Because he knows that not everybody wants to get them, right? And I didn't have it, so he's like, pay me then, pay me and I'll turn a blind eye. He said 20,000 CFA, which is their currency. And that's a bit more of a bribe than I'd been paying because, you know, it's turning a blind eye. That is one that I was willing to give happily because I didn't want to get those jabs. So I paid that and then I saw the water. So between Senegal and Mauritania, there is this filthy, filthy river. I mean, you think like swamp, you know, dirty probably crocodiles, snakes inside, all of that. There's this dirty river, which I did not see on the map. But then when I look closer, it is, but it's like a thin line, so you can't really see it because it's not it's not big. It's just absolutely filthy. So I'm like, okay, the border's on the other side. I'm on this side. Oh, I need to get a little canoe thing and I need to pay again. 
you know, probably extra, right? So I get in it with a lot of people. A lot of people are there. People are just like moving around and pushing each other, trying to get on. And the little boat is rocking and everything like that. I get on it and I'm, you know, I'm starting to calm down. I'm like, okay, I'm crossing Africa's most corrupt border and I'm nearly halfway. You know, I was like, yes, achievement, you know? gold star so i get in the boat and i've got this picture on my instagram it is me before the following incident happened so i get in the boat and i'm all happy over it and i had my passport in my pocket in my right trouser pocket and i just felt for it halfway through this boat ride which only took about five minutes and it wasn't there And this is a place infamous for thievery, of course. So I'm like in the middle of the river between Senegal and Mauritania, freaking out, freaking the fuck out. I'm sorry about my language, but because Mauritania, they're also no joke. You know, they know I probably got it stamped, but to them, it's like, I don't know what was going to happen. Jail, what? And so I started wildly looking around, either someone on the boat or somebody on the back bustling land behind me. So I was looking around and I told everyone on my boat, my passport, my passport, my passport, my passport. People started to help me, but some people weren't really bothered, you know. And then I was looking frantically around and then I saw it floating in the water. <laughs> it was insane. So I scrambled for it. I kind of lurched out, grabbed it and it was dirty. It was wet. And I just had my passport stamped. So the ink from that was dripping down. Little evidence that I got it stamped. Very little evidence. So I had my passport and at this point i'm not sure if you've ever been in like a shocking situation my mind was blank i wasn't thinking about anything i wasn't thinking i couldn't think because the impact was too strong i went blank so approaching the border approaching the border and then the border officials on that side and there's loads of them there's like 30 of them and then there's loads of people there as well you know just hanging out or whatever at the border it was really weird like i don't think they should be let in but whatever it's africa's most corrupt land border so there's people there and border officials see me on the boat they can spot me out so they're like you come with us i'm not even off the boat i get off and they're like passport so i'm like, <laughs> like here you go <laughs> and they're looking at it like what is that what is wrong but obviously they understood that it must have fallen in the water between so the border official took me to this special room and he took my passport from me because they just take it from you they just take it and walk away it's so unnerving that's the only thing that I care about if I lose my bank cards if I lose my phone if I lose my bag whatever I don't care because those are easily replaced but my passport ah so he took it and then he was standing there he opened the pages of my passport because they needed to see the stamp from Senegal and it was all smeared it needed to dry they needed to photocopy it or whatever so he opened the page of my passport and he's holding it in the sun and I just said to him you know I can do that because I know I have to pay for this so I'm like I can do it no not allowed blah 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 blah. at this point they're speaking Arabic to me so it was tricky like I know the Egyptian Arabic it's the same but there's just different accents different pronunciations of things I'm going to say the most typical thing is habibi. do you know what that means <laughs> if someone knows what it means just let me know shout it out <laughs> so he's holding my passport I'm like okay am I gonna let get let in am I gonna have to go back you know across this border it dried eventually it took like an hour or something and everybody is looking at me and this is a taste of the country that the first taste of the country I got everyone's looking at me in a very strange way because they're not used to seeing women 
dressed the way I was dressed. I, you know, I wore long trousers, long pants, and I wore shirts. I was covered up because I knew where I was going, but I didn't take out my nose piercing, for example. My hair was up, so you could see the tattoo at the back of my neck. And if I stretch, you can see my tattoos because my sleeves are going down. I'm covered, yeah, but I can cover up. But then, you know, just a slight movement and they are watching, they see it. And my mannerisms, Mauritania is a very strict Islamic country. I don't know if it's the most strict, but it's the most extreme place I've been in terms of Islam. And I've been to a lot of Arabic countries. So if you imagine how women are, let's say, supposed to be... I mean, the women are very, first of all, respectful to men. And I'm not saying I disrespect men, I don't, but I'm an equalist, if that's a word. So they're very differential to men. A woman cannot talk to a man, like, directly. She might have to get permission. It might have to be her husband if they're engaged in full-blown conversation. But it can't just be, like, the way I'm talking to people. I'm walking up to people, where's the directions? Bum, bum, bum. Let me know this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and they're like, whoa, what kind of woman are you? So I stood out in many ways and my mannerisms as well. And this is actually something that got me in real trouble in this country a few weeks later. Anyway, my passport dried and they gave me my visa and everything and I got into the country. So that's where I'll leave that story <laughs> because this is like, it's a whirlwind of things happened. I mean, I would say it's the worst country I've been to and I don't say that lightly. I think the crossing, I mean, that was just a taste of what was to come. It set the tone, but when I got there, it was rough. It was really rough. And when I talk about it now, I still feel the effects. I still feel the moment I changed. I feel the moment I changed. And that's weird because I suffered over there and they made me suffer and I had to suffer. You know, it's like in most situations, you can get yourself out of it. You dig yourself out of a hole or whatever, or you can, you know, work around it or whatever. But in that country, I couldn't. I felt helpless. I felt disrespected. I felt like less than nothing. I understood what it felt to be disrespected truly disrespected you know there's a lot of displaced hate that happens in the world you know it happens through racism sexism homophobic etc there's a lot of it's displaced but for somebody to look you straight in your eye and truly mean it when they disrespect you i never felt that before so it made me tougher for sure and wow i'm different now i've changed now because this is, a, this is a kind of situation that shapes you and it shaped me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I really, really, really appreciate it. And it gives me so much joy that I can share these stories with you because when I talk about them, it fills me with so much excitement because you know, I'm reminiscing about good times, bad times. Nevertheless, I'm reminiscent about experiences that I've had and I love to share it with you. You can find me on Instagram at sellthegreat, C-E-L-T-H-E-G-R-E-A-T. You can also find me on Tumblr. If you just type in Selena Sky, I will come up. And Twitter, if you type in Selena Sky again. And Selena is with a C, so it's C-E-L-I-N-A-S-K-Y. My website we can read more stories is selenasky.com that's it